This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mondays with Mikey and Murph. We back, we back, we back. We're having good time talking Raider football and NFL dirt. Because we a good time, let's go. And we a good show, who knows? It's Mondays with Mikey and Murph. So, here we are once again. It's the beginning of season three, my friend. We're going to do it big. We're going to do it loud. Everybody knows we're Raider Nation and we're proud. Mondays is back. Here we are. We're on the scene and we're going to go far. Screaming out the O. We got a stadium. No fans. Oh, no. What we going to do? So it's Mondays with Mikey and Murph. And he's doing the thumb dance. And it kind of hurts. It, but it's funny. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Mikey Raider. We got Murphy's on the ones and twos, the thumb dancing. We are back for season three, the official third year of the John Gruden era as well as we know it. And we're going to discuss all things Raiders football on this episode. But we got the official NFL COVID season in our sights. How you feeling, Murphy? You excited? What's going on? Yeah, buddy, I'm doing good. First off, glad to be back here for the official kickoff of Season 3 with Mondays with Mikey and Murph, and I uh, appreciate all of you that are joining us. I can't read the chat for those of you that are that are new to the to the, to the the show, uh, but I always go back and read it, so look forward to hearing, uh, or not, not hearing, look forward to reading all of your comments later on. And, uh, Let's and Bill it, and Ted it. Let's Bill and Ted it. We'll go back in time 
and you could start that statement again. Uh, there we go. We can Wayne's roll. Right? Okay. All right. So bounce back. Let me start again. So thank you, Mikey. Great to be back here for season three of Mondays with Mikey Murph. And uh, thank you for those of you that are joining us live on the YouTubes. And uh, I can't wait to go back and read the chat. Uh, I can't read it as we're doing the show, but I always go back and check it out. So thank you for, for all of your feedback uh, when it comes to the show. But yeah, man, I'm excited, dude. So this is going to be fun. We got so much stuff to talk about, man. Like, like it's finally freaking football season, Mikey. Let's go, dude. This Sunday, dude. Like, we got football Thursday night football. We got the free. Freaking, uh, we're all big Texan fans on on Thursday, man. Go Deshaun Watson. Go everybody wearing a, a Houston Texan uniform. Beat the crap out of those uh, cheaps for us. And uh, and let's go Raiders, man. Let's go with the freaking Panthers, man. Let's go first time, Mikey, since 2001, I think. Maybe 11. I don't remember what it was. It's been a long time, Raider Nation. We are favored on the road in the, homo, or in the, in the season opener, man. So big, big stuff coming up for uh, for the Raiders this week. Oh, man, but I'm a little nervous. You know, Mikey Raiders yeah, got anxiety and fears, and sometimes I don't like Gruden, and I don't know what's going on in this world nowadays. I'm a little scared about this season on what to expect. It is 2020. I mean, you know. Yeah, that means we might win it all. <laughs> Hopefully there's no asterisk if we do, according but, to people. There's not going to be an asterisk. This is going to be a full season, man, and we're going to get. Uh, was there a, an asterisk in the strike season? No, like it doesn't happen, man. We're not going to get an asterisk. Asterisk, you know. And I'm not talking to you, of course. I'm talking to the what, Mikey? Proverbial. Proverbial Mikey Raider. That's right. That's right. That's what he does every time he insults me. You know, he just says the word proverbial. Proverbial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, it's good to have you back. Just real quickly, I am looking at the chat as best as I can. And for the people that are saying it's lagging a little bit, I'm in LA, heat wave. I am directly connected to the internet, but I can't control. Maybe they're sending out a shorter signal. I don't know what's going on. So just bear with us. If there's any problems, I'll re-upload the show later tonight. And let's get going. Murph, real quick, let them know what you're doing with Cody on your channel. And because I'm proud of you guys, you guys are tearing it up. Thank you so much, Mikey. Appreciate that. Yeah, so Cody and I started the One Nation Foundation. That is a nonprofit organization uh, co-chaired by myself and Cody. Uh, there's a placeholder website. If you want to go check it out, it's onenationfoundation.net. And, you know, Cody and I, uh, really two years ago, we started doing fundraising with our show. We realized that we could make some money and generate revenue with Raiders Fan Radio. So that's my podcast, or the the flagship show on my podcast network which is murph's fan cave uh, you can find our youtube channel at youtube.com slash murph's fan cave or just search murph's fan cave m-u-r-f-s fan cave on any podcast service and you can find us there that's apple stitcher itunes google play all that good stuff um, anyway, so we figured out we could raise some money. So we raised money. We gave it to the Blitnikoff Foundation. This year, we're raising money. We're going to give it to Stabler XOXO Foundation. Cody did a phenomenal fundraiser uh, earlier in the year. And uh, so instead of doing this independent of one another, we decided to join forces. It's not aligned with our shows in any way. It's just a thing that he and I chose to do to develop this nonprofit organization. And then all the money that we raised, 100% of the proceeds are going to go to various Raider charities, including the two I just mentioned, uh, XOXO Stabler Foundation, the Bolitnikoff Foundation, also the Greater Youth Sports Association of Las Vegas. We're going to give to them, and we're going to give to various other charities throughout the course of the year. I don't know how big this thing is going to get. I've never started my own business before.
for, but that's what this thing is. And so we're going to see where right. it's going to go. And 100% to Raider Nation, this is all because of you guys. Is, really, we're just the vessels. We're just the guys that put this thing together. All the money comes from merchandise sales, comes from you know fundraising, comes from all that stuff that comes directly from you. It's all about Raider Nation. It's all about family, and it's all about us collectively giving to the greater good. So thank you to all of you that supported us last year, and we'll do so this year. And Mikey, appreciate you bringing it up. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you guys. I couldn't be more prouder. And again, I'm just going to say it for the million damn time. I love every Raider video maker, whether I agree or I don't. I love every Raider video maker, podcaster. And the truth is, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to have to look up the statistics. But I think we are the best fan base for podcasts, videos, makers, hype videos on YouTube, on Stitcher, wherever it is. I think we got the most people doing it. And I'm so proud to be a Raider Nation. It's time, Murph. It's time for the headlines, deadlines, breadlines. And you know what? I've been paying my rent because I've been very blessed. Hey, hey, All right, let's get on to it. Got a couple of headlines the past week to talk about, and we're going to go at them in nauseam. That's right. Many people are criticizing the recent moves by Mayock, Gruden, and the Raiders, and I'm going to do so as well because that's what I do, the couch critic, and get over it. But uh, there's been some major offseason moves that kind of been head scratchers to a lot of us, maybe not to us. The first breaking story if you kind of will from today they wrote it wrong i believe they wrote raiders rookie tanner muse was placed on ir and can return after three weeks i don't think he's a rookie he's not a rookie is he murph tanner muse yeah got drafted this year out of clemson yeah third round pick that's right for some reason i was thinking he was that free agent that we got like from cleveland or i forgot no that's nick kwiatkowski no there's another one like a defensive edge rusher Oh, Carl Nassib? There you go. See? There I go, mixing white people up again. It's what I always do. (laughs) They all look the same, the damn white people. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. But, hey, so it is a rookie. Thank you for explaining that. Then Marcus Mariota, the $7.5 million to $15 million free agent to test Derek Carr is placed on IR for at least three weeks with a pectoral injury. It's okay. He's not going to about Mariota. It's okay. He's not going to start until week six. Anyways. Oh, zing. Oh, sick burn Raider nation. I can't wait to see the chat flare up. Come on. You stands. Come at me. we got a rough first five games in the bye week. Check it. Uh-oh, boy, you're living that swaggy Jeff juice. Hey, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying that music. I'm not even saying that it's going to entirely be Derek Carr's fault if we don't get off to a hot start, but all I know is this. If you think that we're going to, like, run off five wins or four wins, like, easily, Raider Nation, I, then you haven't been paying attention the past, oh, I don't know, 12 years. Like, I mean, more more than that. Like, 
I mean, it's, it's 18 years. It's going to be tough, y'all. Like, we don't do good on the East Coast. We don't do good, and we'll talk about this when we get to the Panther stuff, but we don't do good on the East time zone, let alone on coastal cities. And, like, it's, it's, that's a tough game for us. And then you look at the other – I mean, like, we got, look at the running backs we have to face. We got to face Alvin Kamara and freaking Christian McCaffrey in week one and week two alone. Like, it's, this is not going to be – you know, Teddy Bridgewater is no pushover. You know, clearly, I mean, look at – I mean, anyways, we'll get into it later. But this is not going to be easy. And if the Raiders are 1-4, 2-3, and maybe a bad 3-2, and two, if you don't think that Derek Carr is going to be held accountable to that, I got another thing for you. And that's not me speaking with any kind of fandom. I'm just saying that's the freaking reality of it. And Paul Gunther's probably going to be out too if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be t- – it's – I hope right. I'm like I because I try to be objectionable. I try not to lead with my heart because my Raider fan heart says 16 and 0. But just think of it like this, Raider Nation. This guy was brought in for a very specific reason. They can say Derek is the man all they want, but what do your actions say? Your actions say you brought in arguably the best backup quarterback in the league. That's not named Nick Foles, right? So like, there's a reason for that. And he was brought in in case the Derek Carr struggles. He's going to be the guy. Well, they're not going to yank Derek Carr in the first three weeks. They're going to yank him at week six. That's when it's going to happen if it's going to happen. So again, I'm not rooting for it. I hope Derek Carr is an MVP and freaking goes undefeated this year. That's what I'm rooting for. But what your brain tell you? That's what my heart says. What your brain say? I ain't scared. I ain't scared about the Panthers, McCaffrey, and all these. I ain't scared. Mike, in terms of you're completely right, Derek Carr's on the hot seat. We all know it. We've all witnessed it. They didn't bring Mariota in to do anything but to scare Derek Carr or possibly take over if needed, if he struggles. So I give it to you on that. But I think this is Derek Carr's year, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But, man, it's just interesting that Mariota's out already you know, with an injury in a weird off season, you know, that he can't even start the first game, you know, like on the bench at least, (laughs) but uh, Tyrell Williams uh, career and Raider career ending injury. What's going on with him? He tore his labrum in San Diego on his left side. I believe came to the Raiders had foot, not fungus, but toe jam, whatever you want (laughs) toe jam and Earl. That's a great damn Sega Genesis game. Toe jam and Earl. Uh, he had all that. Now he tore his labrum at home. Uh, he wore a, like a stop killing black people t-shirt. And then all of a sudden he's placed on IR. Uh, long story short, Murph, he's getting $21 million for 42 catches as a Raider. Speak on Tyrell Williams. Is he a bust? What's going on with that? I would say he's a bust. I mean, the guy was a thousand yard receiver when Keenan Allen went out when he was uh, still part of the Dolts. So, I mean, the guy's got talent. I think he's just fought injuries, frankly. And, you know, he wasn't brought, well, he was brought to the Raiders to be a number one. Then they bring in Antonio Brown. Tyrell Williams is effectively going to be the number two. And then this year was going to be really going to be his, his, his chance to shine because he was going to have rugs. And then he was going to play on the other side. Uh, wasn't going to, you know, deal with double teams. It was going to have a lot more opportunities to get to get free in this offense. But yeah, I think ultimately, when you look at the amount of youth that we have at wide receiver, I mean, look, we all have, you know, there's, and I've gone on and on before about all the different roles that these guys are going to play. But like Williams was like the only one that wasn't really a specialist. All the rest of them kind of have a specialty uh, about them, and especially the you know like our top three guys now. I mean, are going to be Rugs, Edwards, and Renfro, and like, and then you got two KG veterans, and well, I say KG, I and mean, they're not that old in, in terms of Zay Jones, but Aguilar. Then I mean, like, there's a 
there's a, a lot of depth there already. So, you know, the, the necessity for a Ty Williams um, becomes a lot less. And then you consider that his, his track record hasn't been, frankly, that great with the Raiders. He's had some moments, and, and, it's, and I'm not even saying it's his fault. And I always say you can't ever judge a player that's been injured. And, you know, and I, and I like the guy. I like him as a player and, and you know, his character. And, like, I think he was a great free agent pickup. So that's why I wouldn't say he's a bust because everything was there in place for him to be great. And it wasn't like... You hate to say it wasn't his fault, but it's like, you know, some things kind of lined up against him in this thing. So, you know, but that said, I don't think he's back because there's so many people ahead of him and he's expensive. You know, we got three guys, the three that I just mentioned there at the top that are all going to be on rookie contracts for three or four years to come. So they're cheap. So that's what you go with. You just called Tyrell Williams a great pickup. Like, I mean, he was at the time. The intention behind him was great. I got you, but like the end result is is no end not, result it's not looking so great. No, it's been it's awful. Looking... That's why I'm saying. That's why I say he's not going to be back. It's like it was. It wasn't like it was a bad free agent signing, is what I'm saying. Like it was a it was a good move. It just didn't work out. Now and he's going to have to unfortunately pay for that. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the. Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I thought it was overpriced uh, when they did get him like 10 million or 10 and a half per two years. It really bothered me. Even when we got him, I, I enjoyed it. I thought he was going to do well, but I still thought it was too expensive. And to, in my opinion, if he's gone, but we got a lot of young players we drafted. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the youth. Speaking of the youth, Lynn Bowden Jr., the third round pick, that apparently can do it all from Kentucky, play quarterback, running back, wide receiver. He can do it all, was traded. He was early on a fan favorite. Uh, Give me your thoughts on that, your initial reaction. Yeah, I think this is a whiff by the Raiders for whatever reason. I mean, if if you – you know, I'm glad to see that Mike Mayock came out and was very explicit in his comments that, look, this was not a character issue, that, you know, he came in, he worked hard – you know, this was not anything off the field, you know, because a lot of those questions got brought up. Now, could that be, you know, Mike protecting him as a player, like, you know, not wanting to cost him any opportunities in the future? And that's a that's a solid by Mike to do that if that were the actual case, because according to Vic Tafer, then there was these character, these quote character issues. Um, so that but that said, like you knew he was going to be developmental. Um, you know, he really would excel, I think, and is going to excel in the league as a, as a slot wide receiver, but the Raiders don't need that, you know, and they were going to put him back there as a, uh, put him at running back and probably be having like a gimmicky kind of, uh, you know, uh, sets for him and whatnot. Um, but they don't need him to be like, you know, uh, really a, like the third running back. And then this gimmicky kind of thing, they don't need him to be a wide receiver. So he really didn't fit. You know, so I think they were drafting on the idea that he was going to come in and be talented, which he is clearly, um, but he can't pass protect. He gets blown up in pass protection, and that's inarguable. Like that we know happened. Like he, and that's the downfall of so many rookie running backs or even running backs as a whole period in the NFL is that 
Run blocking in the NFL is no joke. When you got to, we got to pick up blitzes and you got to identify where the pressure's coming from. And like, it's not like you just sit back there and go, okay, I got this guy and I'm going to go block him. No, you have to decide. You have to figure it out. And so it's a hard thing to do. And so clearly he wasn't great at it. And it's, he's not the first one. Again, this happens to a lot of players. Um, so the Raiders whiffed on him and they moved on from him. And like, you know, I'm not going to be an apologist for Mayock and Gruden on this one because like our track record on third round picks is not so hot. You know, and if they if they brought him in with the idea that they were going to develop him, well, then you should develop him. If you're not, then right. don't. But like, I like to have your mind so made up so quickly. I don't know. It just feels like there's something going on. There's something going on inside the the walls there and in, uh, in Henderson that we just aren't yeah. aware of. And so, whatever. I mean, that said, he ain't a Raider anymore. So I'm on to the next thing. Well. You know, if you want to read between the lines, definitely something's going on. And if you want to be a conspiracy theorist and try to get the truth, like the X-Files, the truth is out there, Murph. The truth is out there. And my, apparently he responded. He did have some weird Twitters before he was released uh, that he deleted. And remember, there was the charge at his um, a grandmother's house or his cousin's house with possible weapons charge or something like that. I, I don't remember all the details, but... He responded, and let's quickly look at what Mike Mayock in a class move responded yesterday talking about what had happened was, so um, Mayock responded about the, the release or the trade, excuse me. He said, so you're taking a kid that was a slot receiver in 18, a quarterback in 19, meaning I believe at Kentucky in 2019, and asking him to play running back in 2020 and the only other thing i'm going to say about it is it was my call he was not able to play today at the level so there's rumors about round that he couldn't understand the playbook uh and and all that other stuff and but mike mayock and you know we'll, we'll leave it at that and that's what he did but lynn bowden responded i'm sure after seeing that quote or that thing by Mike Mayock responded on Twitter. He said, don't believe everything you read. I don't know if he's referring to what Mike Mayock said that he can't understand the place or he wasn't ready to play. This and is in, said, this is in response to the Vic Tafer notion that it was character issues. That's what this is. is. Okay. And then he said, I stepped outside of my home twice. Like, and I did hear that he wasn't there at a lot of practice. So again, the, the I, I Vic, didn't really Vic delve Tafer, deep into it. Vic Tafer said he was more interested in buying cars and getting caught up in the Vegas lifestyle and like that stuff. And that's what cost him. Now that's a reporter that's yeah. and who's reacting off of sources. So, you know what I mean? So that's what Lynn Bowden is re referring to. The Raiders have, have maintained their class throughout this thing. They haven't gotten in the mud on it at all. And again, have had, and there's another quote by Mayock that, that wasn't included in the one you just read that where Mayock says explicitly, this has nothing to do with character issues. He's done nothing but work hard for us. Yeah. Yeah. I do have that quote. I didn't put it on screen. I, I went with the clickbait, the interesting thing saying that he, you know, he didn't fit football wise. Right, right. <laughs> hey, that's what Mikey Raider did. He went for the clickbait. Uh, yeah, I haven't investigated that much, but hey, man, good luck, Lynn Bowden Jr. in Miami. They're rebuilding, but it's been a really interesting offseason the past three years under Gruden. Uh, we kind of like lost amazing free agents or some controversy every season so far, and it, it's getting interesting.
people are upset about the David Sharp trade to Washington. Why? And this, to some of them, it goes with the notion, like you said, if they draft, they love him and they just paid him a contract, why then would you just trade him? And then for a Brandon Parker, who is typically at depth, again, people opinions, but uh, I just I wanted to know your thoughts of the trade to da- with David Sharp. David Sharp was brought in because he was uh, Jack Del Rio's kid. I forget his first name, who was a quarterback at Florida and Sharp was his tackle. And they brought him in to be a developmental player. This guy's been lingering around the Raiders for a long time and not done anything. He's a massive man. But he's, you know, he really doesn't fit the role for what the Raiders are, or for whatever reason, whatever, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I'm sure somebody out there like a Ted Wynn or whatever can break down the mechanics of, 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 the, of this guy and his footwork and whatever else that goes into, you know, blocking at the, from the tackle position. But clearly, I mean, he's been given enough runway and it didn't work out. So you move on from him. Like, I mean, this kind of stuff, like, it's, it's amazing to me always what the stuff that people get themselves worked up over, like, this is not your starting quarterback. This is not a running back. This isn't even your starting left tackle. This isn't, you know, a middle linebacker or a pass rusher or whatever. This is a backup backup. Like, come on, y'all. We got other fish to fry. And I love, respect Raider Nation's passion. Don't get me wrong. This isn't like, this isn't me crapping on someone's opinion or like whatever. But, and I love this team as much as anybody. But like, like we just can't, I mean, these are roster moves, man. You can only get 53 of these guys. So you take the 53 best ones that you got. And this guy had enough chance and he didn't work out. You know what I think it is? Again, I'm not into the football ins and outs of if he could play. I'm not that intelligent enough. But Raider Nation loves every Raider player. He was drafted by Gruden. They all love Gruden. No, he wasn't. He wasn't drafted by Gruden. Wasn't yeah, he was the guy that they thought that had the the messed up eye, or that was the year before Gruden. This I was, just told you, he was Jack Del yeah, Rio's the, kids right, tackle. Right. Reggie McKenzie okay. drafted David Sharp as a developmental player. This guy's been lingering around for four years now. But what I was basically trying to say, whether it was Gruden or not, but I was just saying like he's a Raider, like he was brought in through the Raiders organization. But see what we love him and we hold him. But with do our we? Heart. But do we? But do we? I do. But, well, okay. So here, so let me ask the proverbial you, and you represent Raider Nation. Name okay. me the well, play. I don't know if I can, but name I'll try. me the play that sold you on David Sharp. Name me the game. That, you know, he, he was a Raider, and I wanted it's, the best. But for him. that's the that's point, it. though. You can't name it because it doesn't exist. So why are we getting butt hurt about losing this guy? Like I get it. Like when people get torqued up about David Carr or David Derek Carr because Derek Carr's had some amazing plays as a Raider. I get it when they get torqued up about you call it because they have these amazing plays as players. But somebody like that, like who cares? Like what has he ever done? Nothing. And guess what? Yeah, we keep right. we keep losing freaking the division. Like when we start rocking division titles, Raider Nation, and then we start trading players, talk to me. But as long as we're winning four to six games a year, like who gives a you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Hey, once a raider, always a raider. Will they give that <laughs> I agree. Once a raider, always a raider. I get it, man. And he will. He will always be a raider, but I'm not endeared to him. This isn't freaking Art Shell. It's David Sharp. Like, come on. This isn't Lincoln Kennedy. It's David Sharp. That's what I'm saying. Murph getting fired up with Mikey. We're having a debate about David Sharp. It should be about Derek Carr. 
Marcus Mariota. That's when you know you have found a hardcore Raider show when your two hosts are debating the freaking the status of David Sharp. If you're watching this still, and I say still, because you might have tuned in to find some actual Raider content, and instead you found us two chuckleheads arguing about David Sharp. If you're still watching, you are the hardcorest of the hardcorest Raider fans, and thank you for watching. Hey, I'm a, hit I'm the a thumbs up, hit the subscribe. I believe, I believe we are actual Raider content. Hey, I'm a little upset. Hey, let's move on to Raekwon okay. McMillan. What did you think of um, that trade as a linebacker for the Raiders? You think he'll spell a need or, I don't know, play pretty decent, better than Sharp? uh yeah well look you know it's so funny because it's the twitter reactions are always so amusing to me twitter reaction is oh my gosh this guy can't cover he's only a run player well yeah because we signed two guys already in the offseason that are cover guys Corey littleton and nick witkowski look at their freaking film look at their highlight reels especially littleton this guy's brought in to bring depth to the linebacking core he's a beast in the run game that's why we brought him in i think it's a great signing yeah, we got to move on. But, hey, uh, Dan- uh, Demarius Randall uh, being cut, that was a shock to many as well as myself. What are your thoughts on the Demarius Randall cut? Yeah, I th- that was surprising. You know, I figured, but uh, what that tells me is that, you know, Eric Harris is no joke back there. Eric Harris has played very well for us yep. at safety. Watch the San Diego game last year. I, they're Whatever. They're going to always be San Diego to me. Watch the, watch the Chargers game last year. I mean, he's the guy that sealed the deal, man. Picked off Rivers twice, and which, I mean, you and I could pick off Philip Rivers, but he ran one back for six and, you know, sealed the game for us. So, I mean, Eric Harris is no joke. Jeff Heath, you know, they brought him in to give special teams and to play special teams and to play depth at safety, but, you know, all of a sudden, like, he's doing pretty well, looking pretty good in camp, and like I just mentioned, oh, yeah, we now have coverage linebackers, and, oh, yeah, we have Amik Robertson and LaMarcus Joyner who are going to cover the slot you know what i mean like we have plenty of not plenty of because we still got to play the chiefs we still got to deal with other weapons but we have much more coverage capabilities than we have ever had so somebody like demarius randall if he's not working out you move on yeah it's just interesting because like i haven't really looked into the stats but again don't quote me but uh all the free agents since gruden has been here not only with mayock i don't know how many have truly panned out like i feel just from looking at it with a bad blinder that we've struggled in free agency. You know, we might've got a couple that play here or there, but in free agency, I don't know if it's looking as good as I would want it to, but we're looking good in the draft. And that's what really counts at the actual moment. There you speaking go. Of the, speaking of the young players that beat out players like Demarius Randall, Damon Arnett, unfortunately has a broken thumb, but congratulations Arnett, man. So far, Looking you really beat out good. A, he, he beat out a veteran player, hence why he got cut. And I'm just going to say it. You can get mad at me, you you non-Derek Carr stan. Carr will be elite this year. He will be the MVP. And I wrote, Mariota injured. And I was correct. I hope Derek Carr is elite. And I hope that never gets lost in anybody. I just try to look at these things objectionable. And uh, please know this, man. It's time. It's time. It's time, Derek. Let's go. Let's make everybody else around you better, and let's win some freaking games. When is a playoff game? Please, for the love of God. And a little bit of hypocrisy that was funny back in the days was when Cam Newton signed with the Panthers, Nathan Peterman was making more money than Cam Newton with the Patriots this year, 
And then now all of a sudden with the Mariota injury, they went back and asked Nathan Peterman to restructure his contract. So now officially he's making less than Cam Newton with the Panthers. And now we know why they restructured his contract. Uh, and then they also brought in Deshaun Kaiser to the practice squad today. But uh, your thoughts on Nathan Peterman? Uh, I know with the Mariota injury, but why is he still on this team? I don't know, man. Apparently, John Gruden loves the big arm and sees something in him, man. I, I don't know, but, you know, this is kind of like the David Sharp conversation. Like, I'm not going to get excited about a Nathan Peterman, you know, thing. I mean, he's just, he's Nathan freaking Peterman. Like, what has he ever done? Like, I, I mean... It's Nathan Peterman. Let's just hope to goodness that Derek Carr doesn't get hurt until Marcus Mariota's back on this team backing him up. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nathan Peterman needs to take that statement made and make a rap song because everybody knows his interceptions and his career has kind of started off very weird like with washington he needs to make a rap song buffalo i'm no. freaking nathan i'm freaking nathan peterman <laughs> i'm nathan peterman yo i'm nathan peterman oh my gosh <laughs> like he needs to make a rap song it would be hilarious it'd make a quick noise prince of makamura was released uh thoughts on that Again, the young players beat him out, but yeah, your thoughts don't on get juked out of your shorts by Hunter Renfro for the entire Twitter sphere to watch. Uh, that's what happens when you get, dude, did you see that route he got punked on? For those I of did. you that don't know what I'm talking about, go to the Twitters and uh, type in Hunter Renfro. Don't go to Hunter Renfro's account. Just search Hunter Renfro and you'll see him run a comeback. And literally he jukes Bruce Prince Amukamara out of the frame, like by I don't know, seven yards probably that he spins them around by. And so, yeah, don't do that. And then uh, uh, you won't get cut. Just to, that's my, that's my friendly advice for DBs out there. And, I and, want- and I put out that tweet and I put it, put that out there. I said I that, uh, that Hunter Renfro is already ending people's careers. Chris Harris, Jr. You're up next. That's true. Oh, I love it. Murph. Uh, I've always wanted a Prince on the Raiders. I, for some reason, I just like that name like a Raider Prince. Uh, let's move on. Hey, this offseason with COVID-19, apparently uh, the NFL is going to take the page of Major League Baseball and add fake crowd noise from previous seasons. Gruden and Mayock went to speak about it. They said it sounds like the real Raider Nation. And in the beginning of Major League Baseball, when I was watching it on TV, it actually didn't bother me after a while and i enjoyed to hear that noise what are your thoughts on fake noise at our new stadium and in the nfl this season what are your initial thoughts well for teams like on you well for teams like the indianapolis colts and the kansas city chiefs i mean nothing's new right this will just be the same thing they've always done um but for the raiders (laughs) 
But for the Raiders, uh, this is going to be, you know, it's going to be unique. I, I, I feel bad for the players, you know, well, and I feel bad for us fans because, you know, heck, I'm going to be in Vegas in a couple weeks with my boo, Max. Uh, we're going to be out there, and, uh, you know, her and I are not going to be able to go to the game. We're not going to be able to get anywhere near Allegiant Stadium because because uh, of COVID, and that sucks. And so it sucks for us as fans. It sucks for the players. It sucks for the organization that we've literally been waiting the history of this franchise to get our own big, new, shiny stadium, and we got one, and we can't freaking you know, put fans in it. So, so that part of it sucks. Um, what I think though, in terms of like, I don't know. I mean, everybody's doing it now. I'll I'll tell you, I'll I'll reference back a conversation I had last week, um, on our, on our show on, on uh, Murph's fan cave podcast network, uh, M U R F S fan cave, go subscribe to link below. Thank you, Mikey. Um, I talked to a gentleman named the crusader Raider. He is Keith Keith Smith. Right. He uh, he is the president of the Silver and Black UK. Uh, You've seen him. If you've seen a Raider game, you've seen Crusader Raider, uh, you know, in the black hole, shoulder to shoulder with Gorilla Rilla and uh, Violator and all the the, the biggest of the super fans. And he's like Europe's, you know, or the the global Raider fan. uh, He's the biggest of them. And so anyway, had Keith on. Keith is also a soccer fan, as a lot of folks are over in the UK. And they've been doing this for a while. And I asked him about that, like what it was like. And he was like, it's actually pretty cool. Like it, it really, um, it, it really doesn't take away anything from the broadcast because you have the, the ambiance from the actual crowd. And here's what I would say to you, Raider Nation. I'll say this. There's never been a Raider crowd in Vegas. So who is the first fan base you're going to hear in Las Vegas for a home game? You're going to hear the Oakland fans. How freaking cool is that? I know that's not what we would have all wanted, which would have been the Raiders to continue their home in a new stadium in Oakland. But that whole notion that us as Oakland Raider fans, that we're going to carry on to Las Vegas to make noise in the very first game played at home against those New Orleans Saints, that's pretty badass, man. You know know what's interesting, though, from an editing standpoint – like, how are they going to get rid of all the f bombs? <laughs> you know, are they going to are they going to are they going to play the f Derek Carr chant when he starts throwing picks? Because I've been there and heard those firsthand. I know they exist, Stan. You know what I mean? They're out there. I've heard that crowd turn on him plenty of times. Oh my God! They're going to have they're going to have like you know, t shirt throwers with trash just to mimic the final game in Oakland versus the players where it's yeah. throwing trash at them. The sound the of bombs, the sound of sewage bubbling through the dugouts, the sound of dirt on the infield. You know what I mean? Bring it all. Oh my goodness. I just, if it is, if it's really a true crowd, there's our Oakland crowd noise. You're going to have to have some F bombs versus the chiefs, the Panthers, the saints, whoever it is, you're going to have to have some of them in there. Like screw drew Brees, blank, blank, blank. That's <laughs> uh, going to games at the Oakland Coliseum. We're not for the faint of heart. That is for sure. Uh, so let's see what it has to do in his editing sweep. It's going to be a very interesting time for the Raider crowd noise editor. Can you imagine getting that position? Congratulations. We got a new stadium. You are now the Raider crowd noise editor. You're going to have to find the one person that talks 
good out of the 99 others that are giving curse bombs and you're going to have to mimic and double that noise and triple that noise quadruple that noise i'm sure these will be tv broadcasts i'm sure that's what the previous tv broadcasts i'm sure is what they will be man if i find out they took crowd noise from like the broncos or all the or any i'll kill them i'll murph i will be outside with signs and speaking of signs and protesting i'll be protesting and speaking of protesting the NFL, to my, they've always been tone deaf, but apparently they're going to do something like with slogans like the NBA did on the sidelines or whatever. What are your thoughts? Like, um, what should they do? Should they even, again, some people are critical of the organizations, BLM, not the movement. Like, the movement is great, but some people are critical of aspects of like BLM and then the NBA put the actual logo of an organization and a company on their thing and it got backlash and whatever like the NFL man I want them to avoid all of this how can they avoid it what do you think they should do I don't know I just your opinion well I think you have to do something and I mean first and foremost you can't decide how other people choose to protest I mean that is their own personal decision and and whatever they choose to do with their platform, then that's that's their you know right as an American citizen to do so. And so, uh, so I support anybody that, frankly, that wants to do that. Um, I think that the messaging of this whole thing on both sides has been highly misconstrued, and frankly, it's lost a lot of the um, initial impact and, and or initial genesis behind it. And so, you know, it is incumbent on the NFL to do something. I mean, when you have the majority of your NFL rosters made up of young black men, and those are the ones that are being impacted by, um, you know, by police brutality the most, then I I think that it would be um, a serious, uh, you know, misguided approach to just pretend like nothing's going on. You can't do that. Like it's us. It's time for us. It's time for us to react to this in, in, in a fair way, in a way, but in a way that brings a lot of attention to it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Now that said, that being my opinion and, and very staunch in that approach, I also believe this sports is a great unifier. And if we, if we get away from the aspect of sports bringing unity to us, then that's also a mistake. That is not, intended to be divisive whatever they choose to do if it's divisive in any way just like comments from a political figure can be uh, divisive should they be divisive from a league be based on an alignment with a particular organization one way or the other i think that's a mistake that you know these organizations now are businesses and they're turning into you know, th- these, like, if you're this, you're that. You know what I mean? And well, Mikey, you and I both know only Sith deal in absolutes. And, like, there's most of us Ooh, are here. Star in the, Wars reference. Absolutely. Most of us are here in the middle and, like, and understand, you know, uh, life, liberty, happiness, and justice for all. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? So that said, like, you got to be careful, but they got to do something. And I'm not going to be the one to say, like, you should do it this way. Because, look, none of this crap has worked. Like, we still have the same issues in this country, the greatest country on earth, mind you. The greatest country on earth still has the same issues that we've been dealing with for 55 to 100, 200, 300, whatever many years. Like, it's been going on forever. So, like, let's get away from this stuff, man. Like, and so whatever we can do to help, to, to help you know, uh, foster that and, and, and further that, 
then great. Just remember this, and this is the whole, this is where I want to lean into. We just got to love on each other, man. It can't be divisive. It's got to be inclusive. It's got to be everyone. And that's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to find things that are unifiers. And that's why sports is so beautiful because that's one of those things that it really truly does bring everybody together. That it doesn't matter what your gender is, what your political preference is, what the color of your skin is, what your religion is. None of that stuff matters on Sunday when we're all wearing silver and black. And so, and it shouldn't matter anyways. But but what my point is though, is that when it comes to sporting uh, affairs, it doesn't. It's the unifier. So let's continue to let it be a unifier. There's a lot of smart people in this world. There's a lot of people that can figure out a way to get that done. I'm a podcaster in my bonus room. I'm not the guy to, to tell you how to yeah. do it. All I know is this, is that we got to do it through love. We got to do it through unity. And we got to do it to two and four and to support one another. As long as we're doing that, and, and whatever your root is of that, if it's your faith, if it's your, you just, your, your humanity, whatever it is that you lean into to give you a source of motivation to do those things, then great. Then let that be the thing. Let that be the thing that, that you're driving force. For me, it's my faith. For me, it's my Christianity. My, you know, that's what drives me is that, you know, anyways, I'm not going to get a big tie right here. I'm going to step yeah. off my soapbox. It's not about me telling you about, you know, Christ's endless love for everybody, but it's just a matter of that. That like, look, just... Get out of each other's way, support one another, love one another, and let's not be judgy about this. Let's have some grace because the NFL is trying to figure this stuff out just like the rest of us are. So let's have some grace for one another and some patience, and then hopefully we'll do the right thing. All right, I'm off the soapbox. Yeah, let me just say this. I don't think you can end racism with slogans um, and all these grand gestures. Uh, So, you know, that's what bothers me. But at the end of the day, I'm proud of the NFL. Because the locker room is a true diverse family. And if the world can come any closer to actually being like an NFL locker where brothers unite, come together, and that's why I'm proud of this Raiders team because we've kind of gotten rid of some issues trying to become a true family, and I wish the world could do that. So at the end of it, Murph, what the world needs now love, is love, sweet love. love. All right, let's play this quick video about what John Gruden said the Raiders are going to uh, do maybe this year. Because the Raiders are the best, um, like, unifying minority teams in the, in the NFL for, for diversity. So there it is. The team will make an impact. Uh, basically, in my opinion, it's hashtag Raiders versus racism. Uh, but what do you think the Raiders and Gruden might do? Like, what would be a gesture as Gruden said that they're going to do something this year. I don't know. Would you, what would you do to like make a gesture or something like that? Any thoughts on that? Here's what I would do as a guy. I'm more similar to John Gruden than probably, I don't know how many people are listening and who's in the chat or whatever, but I'm a middle-aged white guy. Like I'm, you know, John Gruden's like, well, I don't know, 10 years older than I am, I think, or something like that. But I'm a middle-aged white guy. I'll be, you know, 50 in a few years. And so um, as somebody that is a middle-aged white guy, I would turn to my leader, who I believe the best player at his position in the NFL is. That is Rodney Hudson. And I would say, Rod, putty, what are we doing? And I would let him decide. And I would let him gather whatever brain trust he chooses 
of various people within the organization. If I'm included in that, great. If I'm not, that's okay too. But I look to somebody who represents what this movement is all about, somebody that, that I, as the leader of the organization, which John Gruden is, will literally trust with it. Like somebody that I can turn the organization's messaging over to and trust that whatever he chooses will be the right thing because he'll know better than I will. And so that's what I would do. I would say, Huddy, take it, whatever you decide us to do, you decide and just let me know. And I got your back. Like that's what, that's what I would do. Yeah. I like it. Uh, in a bigger aspect, uh, going beyond the team, like with Mark Davis, Gruden and the city of Las Vegas, if you guys want to put money toward changing the system to make something even minute better for everybody of minorities or black. Um, I hate the way I said that, but I'm a moron. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? I would create a company like for G like GM training, coach training for the NFL, for youth and all that, where they can learn in classes and, and go to a company and learn the insides of the business school of football and then maybe in 10 years we have more black coaches we have more black owners uh you know like bring them into the system you know with the youth like in las vegas or oakland or wherever like create a company that can start from the ground up to where 10 years hopefully we have a lot of graduates that are in the nfl business wise and it makes a better life for some certain people just an interesting concept all right, but let's play a game. This is Car versus the World. Uh-oh. We're, for the listeners on Stitcher and all that, uh, we're going to show Derek Carr stats versus another player, and Murph is going to try to guess who that quarterback is. So on screen, yep. we have Derek Carr. These are career stats. Derek Carr has a completion percentage of 64.0 in his career, a passer rating of 90.7, and a touchdown-interception ratio of 2.31. So the other player that we're trying to guess is, their completion percentage is 65.4, a passer rating of 94.6, and a touchdown-interception ratio of 2.18. Who do you think these stats are comparable to as a quarterback in the NFL? Now, is this active NFL quarterback, or this is historical Raider quarterback? Uh... You know what? For the most part, they're all active. Active quarterbacks. Okay. Correct. So 65%, 90, what, it's hard for me to see, but 96, is that 91.96.5 passer rating? For, no, it's 94.6. 94. 94.6. Okay. And Derek Carr is 90.6. So like Drew Brees is surprisingly low in terms of like matchups. So I'm going to guess all the, as prolific as he is because his numbers show up in, in touchdowns, uh, um, or not touchdown, but yards. So thank you. There we go. That helps. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Drew Brees. All right. So the player that Derek Carr is very comparable to in this instance is Matt ah, Ryan. All right. I was in the right division at least. Matt Ryan. So Derek Carr is very comparable to a playoff quarterback who's went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and have All the right. freaking Patriots on the ropes. There you go. 
The next player that Derek Carr is comparable to in career stats with Derek Carr completion percentage 64.0, passer rating 90.7, touchdown interception 2.31 versus this quarterback who has a completion percentage of career stats of 62.5, passer rating 89.3, and a 1.91 touchdown interception ratio. This looks an awful lot like Marcus Mariota's numbers, so I'm going to guess Mariota. All right. The player that Derek Carr is very comparable to is Matthew Stafford. There you go. Same, same. (laughs) All right. Derek Carr again, career stats versus this quarterback. Derek Carr again, I say it for the radio listeners or whatever. Uh, Completion percentage for Derek Carr, 64.0. Passer rating, 90.7. Touchdown interception, 2.31 ratio. Uh, Now, this quarterback, to be... 60.8 60.8 completion percentage, passer rating 89.5, which is less than Derek Carr, and touchdown in his. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep guessing because these numbers are eerily similar because I know Marcus Mariota's career numbers are just behind Derek in terms of these three categories. So I'm going to keep guessing Mariota as long as these numbers keep popping up sim- similar. Are you, are, you, are you punching it in? Yeah, punching it in. Marcus Mariota. All right. It is Andrew Luck. Damn, that's awful. You would think he would be way more prolific. See, this is the difference between winning and losing, right? This, that's that's and see, that's the knock on DC man. Like his numbers always look really good, but it's the W's, man. It's all about the W's. It's just interesting, you know. Carr doesn't get the respect that some of these quarterbacks are talked about, and his numbers are sometimes more comparable or just a bit less. And it's just fascinating to look at, you know, car stat wise. All right. Now this quarterback, Derek Carr, 64.0 completion, 90.7 passer, 2.31 touchdown interception ratio versus this quarterback completion percentage of 64.7 passer rating 94.1 and touchdown interception ratio of 2.01. So, okay. So I'm getting, I'm vibing with where you're going with this now. So I'm going to say this is like, uh, see, I'm trying to think. So somebody that's been a playoff caliber quarterback, I'm going to go Cam Newton on this one. And the player to be named and insulted is Philip Rivers. Oh my gosh, I was going to, that was the first one that came to mind, but I didn't think you'd go back to back Colts quarterbacks. Well, he's still a San Diego. No, he's not. He's a Colt. Well, I know, but in my mind. Oh, 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 I got you. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. He's a San Diego stupid charger. (laughs) All right, the next quarterback is last two seasons as a starter for these numbers. Derek Carr has a percentage of... 70% 70% passer yard per game, 253.2. Touchdown interception of 40 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, and a quarterback rating for Derek Carr of 54. Versus this quarterback who has a completion percentage of 66%, passing yardage per game, 189.4. Touchdown, 18s, interceptions, 10, and a quarterback rating of 47 in the last two seasons as a starter. And this is what now? This is last season? Last two seasons as a starter in the NFL. 
last two. So there's the there's the caveat. So the last two. So these this isn't necessarily 2018 2019, just this quarterback's last two seasons starting. Uh, yeah, sure. How I about believe. Carson Wentz? And the player is Marcus Mariota. Damn it! I've been guessing Marcus the whole friggin' time, and then he sprung it on me on the last one. That's I should have I, I should have stuck with it. I knew you were gonna do that to me eventually. I should have just stuck with it the whole time. But see Again, what I'm talking about? Of- like Marcus's numbers are not that great. But you know what number is better than Derek Carr? Two and zero at KC, including a comeback win in the playoffs. That's the one. That's the one That's that counts. That's a good point. I, I'm gonna give you that. All right, last one and final one. And um, I'm not. I'm gonna say this is not a current uh, quarterback. Okay. This is not a current quarterback. Our comp- career stats, completion percentage, 64.0, passer rating, 90.7, touchdown interception ratio of 2.31 versus this quarterback whose completion percentage is for their career, 63.2, a passer rating of 92.3, which is slightly above Derek Carr and slightly below in the touchdown interception ratio of 1.96. But Derek Carr has the better completion percentage. I got a feeling like you finally went with a Raider here, like a legacy player. So I'm going to, it's probably Kenny or Plunkett. I'm going to go Kenny. And this player is Joe Montana. (laughs) No kidding. See what I'm talking about, man. That's crazy, dude. Like four Super Bowls were here, man. That's, and look at those numbers. They're not that great. I I was talking about Kenny the other day on the show. Like you look at Kenny was a freaking, you know, uh, an MVP man. And his, then he only threw for like, I don't know, 2,500 yards or something like that. But it was, it's all about those W's man. It's all about what you do in the biggest of the stage. Again, Derek Carr, sometimes just Montana or just above Montana for his career so Unbelievable. far. Uh, hopefully we can get some playoffs and Super Bowl victories. All right, Go final DC. thoughts on the 53. Do you have any thoughts on snubs or whatnot? I will put it on screen. I was glad to see Javin White get a get a spot, you know, with the with the recent injuries. Uh, you know, speaking of, you know, Muse is a guy that kind of plays that hybrid safety linebacker, and so was Javin White. And so I was glad to see the Raiders lock him up on the practice squad uh to you know hopefully give that young man uh, opportunity in the future because i think that's a very valuable position that kind of that hybrid position i mean we got to deal with guys like travis kelsey and you know what i mean so jared cook you know here in week two so uh i I really think there's a lot of emphasis that can be put on a position like that so uh with the the size and the speed and the athleticism that javin white has i'm glad to see him get a shot yeah it's interesting that theo riddick was brought on and he decided to go to the practice squad you know, even though he had some good time with the Lions and, and that other stuff. And then Keelan Dosh, we all know his story from, you know, taking him from the Jaguars off a of practice squad, giving him like a million and a half dollars. And that was interesting. And Marcel ate Yeah, and then he had a freaking, uh, then he had a, a pass in the end zone, drink off of his yeah. face mask that cost us the last win in Oakland. Yeah. Thanks, Keelan. What? Why you got to go there, man? I'm just saying, everybody gets their freaking, gets all like wound up in their feelings about players. And I'm like, okay, but what have they done? Like, I mean, I'm going to go back to that always, man. Like, talk to me when we start winning playoff games. Then I'll, then I'll, I'll hear the, 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 you know what I mean? The, the arguments and the statements about why we should keep who or whatever. Until we start winning, though, none of it matters because none of these guys are contributing. And remember early on on one of our shows, I said, I hope Nick Bowers makes the team. Have a Raider with the jersey of my last yes, name, Bauer. Yes. 
Nick Bowers is made to the team. I got to get a Chinese jersey. No. Don't get I, a Chinese one. Get, get an authentic one and go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear and click the there link. And then everything that you buy by clicking that link, it won't cost you anything extra. And what happens is that a portion of the proceeds get kicked back to us and we give all that money to the One Nation Foundation. So please, RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear. Click the link. You're right. I made a bad joke. I'll just leave it at that. Marcel Aitman <laughs> has still made the team. I'm proud for the guy. He's sticking around little by little. All right, let's go on. We had an hour of headlines. Let's go on to the game review. And real quickly, did you know that Brent Musgrave, in his old age, apparently he busted his ribs, and then he spoke in the press, and he said, I'm still going to go on air, and I'm still going to handle my business, basically. <laughs> Your thoughts on Musgrave with busted ribs being a Raider announcer this week? Musburger, Brent Musburger. He's a beast. That's right. I, I would say Musgrave for years. I should be saying Muskrat Love, the name of that damn song Muskrat in the 70s. <laughs> but I don't know if he's going to yell or, or nobody you know, else, get that excited. There's nobody else listening to this show nor in the chat that gets that joke because you got to be 45 plus to get the Muskrat Love. Reference. Oh, yeah, the Muskrat Love. Show. I, don't, I don't know what he's going to say when the Raiders score. Oh, That's what he sounds like anyways. That's as much excitement you're going to get out of much. You're looking live at Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant Stadium. Oh, my God. All right. The Raiders face the Panthers in the opening COVID season, which I hope it doesn't get canceled. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be an interesting year. But what are your expectations, um, matchups, and starters for this week's game? I'll just quickly speak on it, and then I'll let you go. I'm not worried about the Carolina Panthers. They got a new coach. I know they got Christian McCaffrey, but we got um, defensive line and our young cornerbacks. I think they're going to be able to keep the Carolina Panther game closer to the line of scrimmage on, on offense for them, and I don't think they're going to have that many big plays with their quarterback. Who is it? Minshew? I don't even know who the – No, it's freaking it's, Teddy it's Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yeah, he's the, the guy that throws the ball like really short, like five, six, seven yards. So I think we're going to fare very well in this first game. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, they used to say that about Alex Smith, too, and that guy still torched us every freaking game. Here's what I'll say, man, that like, you know, we got to deal with, with, with McCaffrey. Um, you know, they got, some, they got some players on defense. I mean, this is a very winnable game for the Raiders. Again, I mentioned at the top of the show, they are for the first time, I think it's 2011, um, so the, we're the, this is the first time that we've been a road favorite in the opening week of the season since then. So this is a very winnable game for the Raiders. So, but that said, look at the track record of us playing on the East Coast in the Eastern Time Zone. It's not good, and we just don't do well traveling all the way across the country and playing on the Eastern Time Zone. So um, until that changes, I'll remain skeptical. But that said, Mikey, this is what I got to say: It's Week One. It's Raider football. Let's go! Let's go, Raiders! Like, let's go kick their ass, man. Let's go freaking show them who's boss. Let's go Derek Carr. Let's go defense. Let's go Max Crosby. Let's get after the quarterback. Let's go bust their ass, put the quarterback down, put him down early, put him down hard. Let's go young secondary. Let's freaking go, man. We got the best offensive line in football. We got one of the best young running backs in football. Let's freaking go, man. Let's go bust their ass. Let's go win by freaking 30 week one, and let's put all these questions, all these objections, all Mr. Meese, and I'm here with my freaking brain thinking about this and that 
bullshit. Like, let's go out there and whip their ass and let's think with our hearts and let's love these freaking Raiders and let's give us a reason to love you, Raiders. Let's go. I love your passion, Murph. It is it is entering my soul and I truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the backfield of cornerbacks and safeties versus Teddy Bridgewater because I think they can sneak up the field and they're going to lay a hitting, and I can't wait to see Jonathan Abram and his trash talk uh, ver- versus some of these players. Man, it's going to be a fantastic time. We're not that – or I'm going to say I'm not that much of an analysis, so I'm not going to get into all the details. But that's what I'm looking forward to. So let's get into the game picks. Um, I kind of enjoy doing this because I'm a guru, but let's give an MVP player. Let's give a bold prediction and a final score prediction for this week's game. I don't know why I got Khalil Mack, I but I found the picture online. Just gonna I found say, a picture online. Let it go. Okay. I'll let, I'll let that go because that's hurting feelings over there. Yeah, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, so, but I will say this, though, since uh, let's, let's keep it within the linebacker realm. MVP, Corey Littleton. I think Corey <laughs> Littleton, um, very underrated signing in terms of the national media. I know Raider Nation is, is excited about this one. And if you just want to have a reference point, Go back and watch it. Watch the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Patriots and watch what Corey Littleton does to Tom Brady, to the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the guy with more rings than anybody else, and watch the havoc that Corey Littleton wreaks on Tom Brady, picking him off, forcing fumbles, batting down passes and coverage. The guy is a beast in the Super Bowl, and I think that he's going to that's the element of defense that he's bringing to the Raiders, and I think it's contagious. It will rub off on our younger players in the secondary and otherwise. Max Crosby's going to get after the quarterback. It's going to be a beautiful thing, but I think that Littleton's going to be your, your your guy to kind of lead the cause and and I'll say this, Mikey. You know, every year as we go through these predictions, I typically fall further and further off. And unfortunately, I get to a point where I stop picking the Raiders because it's like, well, we're not winning anymore. So I'm going to really think with my head. You heard me just my rant a couple seconds ago. I'm going to continue with that. Seriously, like, let's go Raiders. Let's go whip their ass. Let's win by 20. I'm thinking 30 to 10, Mikey opening week let's be the talk of freaking football let's be the lead story on gmfb because we got after teddy bridgewater and put him on his ass five times because Corey littleton picked him off and and, and ran one back to the house you got cleo mack on there what is the thing that cleo mack used to do for the raiders close out games what did cleo mack do to cam newton when we played the panthers he picked him off at the five yard line and ran it in for a touchdown Touchdown. close out the damn game let's get something like that going for the raiders in week one Let's go. I love it. I love it. And I won't speak. Hey, what's GMFB? Is that good morning, fat boy? Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, fabulous boo. Fat boy. Hey, it's no, all right. No, I'm no, a fat no. boy. You're not a fat boy, Mikey. Being a fat boy is better be- than being like- an, a luck boy. Add an F there. It's, be- it's I, li- be- I like your Goonie shirt. You're rocking a Goonie shirt today. Looking good. Goonies never say die. That's why we're not going to even talk about losing in this week's game. My MVP, I'm going to be a Stan. This, Mariota's on IR. Derek Carr is going to come out. Derek Carr is going to come out and rock this stadium with fake crowd noise. It's going to be fantastic. He's going to rock it out. He will be the MVP. He's going to throw three touchdowns in this game. I don't know if we're going to win by 30, but I definitely think we're going to win by at least seven. 
more. My bold prediction is Nelson Aguilar has a touchdown to take the lead, and that'll be the final touchdown to win us the game. My boy, Nelson Aguilar, I've been talking him up all year, and I love him. My Raiders 24, the Panthers 17. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Love it. How about this, Mikey? Won't you just love... And again, I'm, I'm, this is my fandom talking here, Raider Nation, but, but feel me on this now. How about in the first, like the opening series, first, I don't know, play or two of the game. Henry Ruggs, please. Yes. A double move, play action <laughs> to Josh Jacobs. He gets on the wrong side for them, right side for us, of the secondary, and Derek Carr lobs one up for 45, 50 yards, and Ruggs takes it in the rest of the way. For Can you imagine what we as a collective fan base will go through? And you know they're going to test deep. You know that that's going to be part of it. But just like on something like on a double move, get somebody to bite on something and just freaking wreck them deep. Yes. Oh, my gosh, dude. We'll lose our collective mind. Like, that would... That would about satiate me for the next three games, regardless of what I like to know that we have that potential. Like that would just be like, ah, oh, yay, we can be good. Now all we got to do is do it consistently. You know what I mean? Oh, I can't wait, dude. Plus, I'm so excited to know I love Hunter Renfro, uh, but I'm excited to see Brian Edwards with all the talk, dude. Like, I can't wait to see what he- I want to like from the like the 12 yard line. See Derek toss one up to the back corner of the end zone and see Edwards go up and Michael Crabtree his way to the, get the, to, to a reception. Just go snag the ball out of someone's hands for a touchdown and turn around and look at him as he snatches it away from him. Like, dude, come on. Like, that's second to me to, the, to a big rugs play would be that because Derek's missed that. Like, we missed that guy to go out and just beat the crap out of somebody to the football to bully him to the football box him out get that rebound or even better just freaking go all randy moss dude and just snatch it out of their freaking hands or, or julio jones i should say julio's famous for that right just freaking simultaneous reception and he just goes and just rips it away like oh wouldn't you love to see brian edwards do that ah let's go mikey i'm so fired up we got football dude let's go the only player on the panthers that in my opinion will beat the raiders will be Christian McCaffrey. That guy is just bomb. He knows how to get open in open space. He knows how to make plays, and he's got a new contract. And that's the only player that I could see beating us besides ourselves. Yeah, and so there you go. So there goes back to my comments earlier. Uh, you know what I mean about why we sign who we sign when it comes to linebackers because we already got two that can play the to play the pass. Now we got one that can play the run, and that's and because we got some. Hey man, we got a lot of freaking good running backs on this schedule. We got a lot of people we got to deal with this year. They're gonna be fired up. I'm telling you, they're gonna come out like gangbusters. I just hope after halftime, because the real quick the last big play on monday night football or whatever like to start the game like the last two season openers didn't we have like a big play and then like we fell off in the set well i was at the game actually sat in the black hole 
Um, last time I sat down there in the Oakland Coliseum, well, uh, last time I went to the Oakland Coliseum was against the Lions game last year. That was the Renfro uh, front corner of the end zone from Derek Carr to win the game. But uh, prior to that, last time I sat in the black hole was Monday night, Gruden's opener against the Rams. And yeah, we played awesome that game. Uh, and then we started losing it in the second half, and then Derek Carr threw a pick six to Marcus Peters, and he grabbed his junk flying into the end zone like he's done to Derek a few times now. And, and, it, and that's one of those times I referenced earlier in the show when the FU birds came out for Derek Carr. <laughs> that was one of them. You know what I mean? Like, you throw picks to Marcus Peters, like the, guy, the one guy. I mean, you don't want to throw pick sixes to anybody, but, like, could there be a worse guy to throw them to than the guy that's from Oakland and not ashamed to let you know and punk the whole freaking 60,000 of us in the crowd or 50,000, whatever the heck, whatever it was. But you know what I'm saying. Anyway, all right, let's move yep. on. We had a big play to Tyrell Williams. I believe it was last year on the season opener. That's why we were so excited. We're like, we got Tyrell Williams. He scored, like, two touchdowns in the first game. Let's go. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Again, we're not big time, you know, like I, I can't speak for Murph, but I can only speak for me. I'm not a big time in depth analysis where I go into matchups. I may do another show where I try to delve deep into matchups and start. I don't know. I'll try my best, but we just love talking fandom and football. And that's another reason why I love Murph and his show. It's fandom. It's fun. It's fantastic. Uh, Thank you. Well, and there's a reason it's called Raiders Fan Radio because we represent fan. I'm not an analyst. I'm not a predictor. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm a 47-year-old man in his bonus room that has a lifelong obsession with the Oakland, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Raiders. That's it. And so, yes, that's what I represent. And so, you know, yeah, there you go. If you want hard-hitting analysis, follow Ted Wynn. Like there's people out there that do that, that do it for a living and do it well. So for me to pretend to do it would be an arrogant ass thing to do. All these thing I all I can do to to you know what I mean to represent is to be that goofy ass Raider fan because that's me. You know what your I mean? audio I cut out, your audio cut out, and then I know you said bonus room, but I heard bone room, like like oh, maybe no. bone. No, <laughs> like, oh, no. no, no, I'm sorry. My, my bonus room. That's, that, that's, that's me. I'm just, all I can do is play. All I can do is play the fan. I can't play the analyst. I'm not connected to the team. I'm not anything. I'm just a freaking fan. Uh, I know you don't play fantasy football or you're not really as into it as I am. Uh, but just quickly give me your fantasy football outlook for Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. So here's my fantasy football prediction. Here's what my advice is. And for those of you that are new to the show, I am the worst fantasy football player ever in the history of fantasy football because I only pick Raiders. And if there are no Raiders available for me to pick, then I won't pick Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Niners, Cowboys, Dolphins, Steelers. Uh, Who else am I missing? I don't know. There's a handful of players. Patriots. Like, I won't pick them because I never, ever, 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 want to compromise my Raider fandom. Now, all of you that are diehard fantasy football players, you knock yourself out. But for me, for this old guy in his bonus room, I can't compromise my fandom by rooting for anybody that's not wearing silver and black, and especially on days when they're playing against the silver and black. I don't ever want that little inkling in the back of my head to say, well, 
well, you know, it sucks that Austin Eckler just scored his third touchdown against us, but hey, I got him in fantasy, so I guess that's good. No, I don't ever want that. That never is going to be a part of the Murph Sunday fan experience. So you guys enjoy your fantasy football, and you do your thing, make your money, whatever. But for me, if if I'm going to play, I'm only picking Raiders, and other than that, yeah, I'm out. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to play fantasy football. I ain't going to speak on it. I actually got Patrick Mahomes in a couple leagues on my team. Forgive me, Raider Nation. See that right there? Just stop. I, I, my ears are bleeding right now. Sorry. I love That's fantasy awful. football. It's all I got, Murph. It's all I got. But my fantasy love football. Love something I, else. Do fantasy Lord of the Rings games or something. <laughs> I don't know. Do something else. Get into magic. The gathering. Uh, let me. Uh, Josh Jacobs. I believe he'll have again over a thousand yards, and I believe he'll have over thirty catches this year for a fantastic second season. And he's being drafted very early this year. Darren Waller. Um, I think he's gonna have as good of a season as he did last season, and he's definitely Derek Carr's outlet. Those are the two Raiders I recommend early on that you get in the drafts, and then I believe. Derek Carr will be a top 10 fantasy football quarterback and he'll be like an MVP if you drafted him or if even you got him on a free agency for your team. That's what I do for Derek Carr. And we got a mascot on our show. Hey, Baby Yoda, what's up? Baby Yoda, do you got a voice for Baby Yoda? Somebody needs to give us a voice for Baby Yoda. Maybe maybe your son, like on your show. Yeah, we could do that. We could come up with a voice for Baby Yoda, or as he's actually, his actual title is The Child, for those of you that are uh, nerding out with me about The Mandalorian. I got you. Well, you know, the Raiders just win, baby. That is the way. This is the way. You have spoken, Mikey. This is the way. All right. So I'm going to ask this to the forum as well as you, Murph. They technically are calling our stadium the Death Star. Of course, we all know the Raiders, Star Wars references, you know, Vader, Darth Raider, all that other stuff, which is fantastic lore for the Raiders. But just looking at the stadium from a perspective, it looks like an iRobot trash machine or whatever, Roomba, whatever they call, like those little Roombas that go around your room. Um, would have to prop it up on its side you'd have to put a big silver circle <laughs> you'd have to put a silver circle in it and then it would resemble the death star from afar in my opinion i enjoy it but i don't think it should be called the death star so murph throw out some rename the stadiums if you were to rename it and i'll throw out some and i want the fans to do it in the form as well and i'll read a couple of them well, I don't want to rename it first and foremost. I'll play along, but I love the idea that it's called the Death Star, and especially when you look at the interior of it, when you look at that speech that Mark Davis gave to the players when they first took the field and he welcomed them to the Death Star. Um, to the Death Star. You know what I mean? It was that was that was amazing. And I love the idea of the Death Star because it's the ultimate bad guy base. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people out there that wanted the Black Pearl. And I, I thought that was a fun name, but you know what? The Black Pearl was cursed. So I don't want any, you know what I mean? So because people are like, oh, the Death Star blew up. I'm like, yeah, but the Black Pearl was cursed. Like, yeah, bad guys lose. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, spoiler alert, the Death Star gets blown up, but the Black Pearl. Kevin the Raider nerd, I think he's chiming in and he says, the Raider nerd is baby. The Raider nerd is what? You broke up. The Raider nerd 
is Baby Yoda from Kevin Wrightsell. I believe that's Kevin. Yeah, the that's Baby Kevin Nerd, the Raider. Right? That's our buddy Kevin the Raider Nerd. Right on, Kevin. Good to see you, buddy. And uh, yeah, he's got Kevin the Raider Nerd, who is the Raider Mandalorian long before the TV show, and has his own Baby Yoda and everything, which is which is pretty cool. But um, anyway, so I would say that if it's not going to be Death Star, I'm a huge Star Wars you know geek myself, and so I would say probably like Star Killer Base. You know what I mean? That would be cool because. You know, what are we trying to do in there? Like, we're trying to wreck your stars, man. We're trying to wreck Drew Brees. We're trying to wreck Patrick Mahomes. We're trying to wreck Justin Herbert or whoever. You know what I mean? We're trying to wreck your star. So I would say Star Killer Base, but I do love Death Star and the Raiders and Star Wars have and always will go hand in hand. Uh, if you don't believe me, they literally do. Just Google Al Davis, Darth Vader, and you'll see all you need to know. Interesting. And yeah, I've heard that Black Pearl reference for the stadium from many people. That is in regards to a pirate ship, I believe, from the Disney movie. Yeah, from Pirates of the Caribbean, man. Yeah, so they figure why not call the stadium the Black Pearl because it is a pirate ship, basically. But you don't want to go that pirate ship route like the damn Buccaneers yeah, who stole exactly. everything. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't the pirate thing I don't is want- the pirate thing is frankly overdone. You know what I mean? There's a lot of teams that do pirate, and I get it that Raiders are pirate, but really Raiders are. I know it's a pirate sort of reference, but they are people that invade you in your home. That's that's literally what a Raider is. We come to your city and we raid you, like we pillage you where you live. That's what a Raider is. You know what I mean? And that's oh not God. what pirates do. Cancel culture might come after us in the future. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. Cancel nothing. That's what a raider is. What this defined. No, I as. know, I know, but it's just you know the thoughts of badness. You know, like raiding and pillaging and like all that bad stuff. And it's like, oh, they don't want that happen. Right, just pillaging uh, just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Man, it's our freaking mantra. I got it. I got it. I'm just freaking out with him. Don't freak out. Really wish it was called the black hole. Like I think that should. It looks. It's a circle. It's black. I think it should be called the black hole. The uh, uh, black hole has went from a little section in the stadium to a grand stadium. It's the black hole in my mind. I love that name. That's good, Mikey. I can dig that. Yeah. The I mean, black I don't hole. like as much as I like Death Star, but I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, that's cool. Let's just call it home. How about that? Home. I know, right? How about that? How about it's just the Raiders' new stadium, for crying out loud, for the first time ever? Uh, it's pretty, so too. Some pe- it's so pretty. Did you see when they had it lit up? Didn't they had it lit up red the other night, looking like Kylo Ren's face mask over there? That was legit, dude. Oh God, it looks so good, dude. Uh, so a couple people chiming in. One person wrote that your th- your Star Killer base is corny. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen wrote- me before? <laughs> uh, where was the other one that I saw? Uh, I, I know I saw a couple good ones. Forgive me. I have to move up the thing. Uh, the new black hole was one of them. The new black hole. Uh, Julian said DS dash one, <laughs> like in star Wars reference, like a DS dash one, the stadium one. Ah, uh, nice. Just interesting. Um, Roomba vacuum is another one. Death star. A lot of people like Death star as well. Death star is legit, man. It's a, it's uh, that was the easy. I mean, it was the obvious choice. Hey, well, it is what it is. I wish it would be the official black hole. I don't even know if they're going to have a black hole in there, like an official area, because 
it used to be closer to I think there's like a lot of room between it. And I know an area will be called the black hole, but like, I don't know how that's going to work. Either way, it's not going to be what it was in Oakland. And we knew this was going to be manufactured and it was going to be fabricated and in, in where the original black hole was not. It was something organic that came up from Raider fan. And um, no matter what, it's never going to be replicated. That, that notion of that stadium and that fan base and that section and all the things, like you're never going to replicate what Oakland was to that to that to that team and just that's just the overall the whole overall fan experience from tailgate to the music to any like it's not going to be the same and that's the downside that's the downside of this big pretty new nice shiny stadium is that it's not going to be Oakland and that's a tough thing for us to embrace as Raider fans because we're so much about tradition is that it's not going to be what we're used to and, and what we frankly have has one of the things that's formed our fandom in terms of Raider games. And even, you know, even, even Los Angeles, even the, the, you know, you Mikey, you know, your Raider fandom was formed as an LA Raider fan and those elements are gone and it's they're never, we're never going to get them back and we have to be okay with that. It sucks, but we have to be okay that it was, that there's a trade-off that's worth it. And hopefully that will show up when we start winning football games. All right, couple quick little nicknames that people wrote in the Boneyard. What do you think of that? Or Vegas ship, the Vegas ship, the Vegas ship. That's interesting. I like Boneyard. I like because that's what we're all about. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, heck, my even my Raider tattoo is, it's all it's a you know freaking it's Raider. a skull. You know what I mean? So I'm all about that. I'm all about the hey, Boneyard. That's that's fun because again, that's where things go to die. Like, and that's what that's the whole like re- reference for us as Raiders fans. Whether it's Starkiller, I know you thought that was cheesy and it was just an alternative, but like, but that whole notion of like bad stuff. You know what I mean? Like, heck, look, look at my tails from the Nation shirt. I love it. I, I mean, that that's, that's a freaking you know, it's the the skull with the graveyard behind it. So yeah, I'm all about the boneyard. In a quick little movie reference, and then we'll move on. Speaking of movies, but uh, the Death Star Stadium from that picture that we have on screen. Kind of reminds me of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind when, you know, the ship opens up and the aliens walk out with the, the people they kidnapped or whatever. Uh, pretty interesting. And then remember the end of Indiana Jones, uh, I think it was part three, the Crystal Skull? Or that was four. part four. That was part four. The Crystal Skull where all of a sudden it becomes the alien ship. Yeah, and it, and it comes up. from out of yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, right on. We, the De- the Death Star Stadium could be an actual Indiana Jones alien ship that's been hidden for years. We'll all get in our lead lined refrigerators then, and hope for the best. I liked Indiana Jones four. I think it's one of. I think it explained everything to me. I did. The too. aliens were archaeologists. I did. think about it. I did too, and I, and I thought it was just a little abstract for the audiences. But here's like what I said. My my brother who is not a huge Indiana Jones fan. Indiana Jones to me is like, that's like right under star Wars or maybe even right above it. I don't know. Like I love the Indiana Jones movies anyway. So my brother was like, well, what if this movie, like it kind of sucks. I'm like, dude, it could be Indiana Jones reads a book and I'll watch it. If it's Harrison Ford in the outfit with a whip, you know, getting punched in the face. Like I'm in, you know what I mean? I, I love it. I mean, I should do that. I should, I, I should do a whole five, Series on Indiana Jones four and why everything was the way it was. Let's do everybody. Let's start an Indiana Jones podcast, Mikey. I'm all about that, dude. Oh, I love it. And it's and it. it's Raiders. Like that's true. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It all makes sense. You think if Indiana Jones could go back to the original movie, he'd open up his eyes just a little bit <laughs> when they open the ark. I mean, everything's a little peek. Oh, a little peek in there. 
if he's 70 years old, you think he'll open up the ark and say, look, I'm going out. I'm going to open up the ark again that they found in Area 51. I'm going to open it up. I'm 78. My life's over. Let's move on. I'm going to look. Hey, so and not, not to turn this into the other Raiders podcast, but let's say real fast. Tolerate our nerddom for a half a second, chat room. Chill out. I can't read what you're saying, but just chill the hell out for a second. Mikey, it doesn't look like they're going to get Indiana Jones 5 done. It doesn't look like like Harrison's going to be able to return to the role, which means that they're probably going to reboot it in a couple of years, which is fine because I don't want to see an 80-year-old Indiana Jones in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, that's not like a movie that's going to be that intriguing. Like, let's reboot it. But who? Who's the Who can play effectively Indiana Jones in today's, and you're connected, you live in Hollywood, you're an actor, who is who could effectively play Indiana Jones? Because Chris Pratt, sorry, he's booked. He does everything else. It can't be him. Who would it be? You. <laughs> you know, why not? Well, I appreciate Sully. it. I'll be Sully. I appreciate that. But no, I mean, seriously, like, who else could you recast in that role? And I'm even like, and I'm open to, like, the diversity option there. Like, you know, could be somebody, you know what I mean? Somebody African-American. It could be somebody, like, you know, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm yeah, open. Let's, let's go with the, the, the African-American, you know. like. Well, it'd have to be Michael B. Jordan then. Yeah, nah, nah. Nah, you don't nah. think he could do it? I what about the then, what about, uh, what about Falcon? Well, of course, see, you can't take somebody from one big. Well, I guess you could. I mean, Harrison Ford was Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Like we were talking about uh, uh, Hugo Weaving. He's freaking Elrond and he's, you know, Agent Smith. So maybe you could do um, Anthony Mackie be Falcon and Indiana Jones. Yeah, Anthony Mackie's really funny. He's interesting. He's interesting. I, I, I don't know the name, forgive me, but the other actor, I think he's British. He's African-American. Oh, uh, John Boyega? He, no, not Boyo, Boyega. He he's done more quality work. And then I think he was in Jeez, Boulevard, <laughs> Dreams or Nights Taking or whatever. A shot at Boyega there. On on HBO, I, I can't stand Boyega. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, nah, it's just the Twitter stuff, and oh. he gets a he gets a little aggressive for me. Yeah, okay, I just okay. don't like aggression. Right, but he's enough. a great dude. Right, fair enough. I can't think of the guy's name. He's like Here, British. Here's the thing you got to be able to do. To be a good Indiana Jones, you got to be able to flail. You got to be able to get punched in the face. And you got to be able to be a little goofy. And that's what Harrison Ford, you got to be suave and goofy at the same time. That's the beauty of Indiana Jones. Is that, like, if you watch that first movie, literally nothing Indiana Jones did affected the story. Like, they're, they're, he didn't change anything. Everything happened. All right, if, if we're going back to white people... Okay. I love the concept of an African-American. Sure. I love it. I just can't think of the guy's name. That's fine. But Matt Damon, may, just that was the only thought uh, that came to me, Matt Damon. Interesting. My, uh, yeah, I mean, he's getting up there. He's in his, yeah. he's my age. He's late 40s or later 40s anyways. He, he could put in that work. You know, he went to Mars and he, That's had, true. he, he was a pretty decent and actor. And he can do movie. suave and goofy. That's, that's good. I, I can dig that. I can get behind that. I right, think it would be somebody younger. I feel like we need somebody in like their early 30s, late 20s to bust it out. Is the chat room freaking out? Yeah, a couple of them are saying Liam Neeson, Channing Tatum. Um, oh, Channing Tatum. That's that's pretty good. That's that's in the wheelhouse there. That's that's pretty good. You know, right to go a little bit younger. 
Why not Shia? Why not? What's his name? Mutt. Well, I think they, I think he kind of, you know, I think that that ship has sailed, right? Yeah. Uh, quickly, have you watched any movies or television shows that you're binging on that you just wanted to tell Raider Nation to watch that's interesting? Yeah, well, I love The Umbrella Academy. Um, my, yeah, I'm on sec- I, the second episode now. Sec- so the second good. I mean, uh, I've read uh, the first two of the graphic novels, The Apocalypse Suite and Dallas. And while the graphic novels are much different than the TV show, the second, the the first season of the Umbrella Academy was fantastic. This second season is gorgeous. It's it's so fun. It's so pretty to watch. It's such a well done show. Um, yeah, I'm a. They're in, they're in no spoilers, but they're like in 1963 right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. And I think it's very topical. I think it's very thought of things that are going on in our world um, that they uh, you know have a reference to, and I think that it's very poignant. Uh, in terms of that and then in terms of movies man um i've talked a lot about this movie lately because speaking of kevin the raider nerd i got to spend uh, uh an evening with him and his buddy kyle on the phantom podcast network talking about bill and ted movies and uh yeah man i how's I, it going bill and ted <laughs> so i saw the new bill and ted i've watched it now three times and uh it's phenomenal it's phenomenal yeah. it hits all the nostalgic marks and uh, and it does a great job of bringing in the next generation uh, while still celebrating what those guys did, uh, you know, back in 1989, if you can believe it. So, uh, yeah, great stuff. I want to go back to the 80s. I love it. Yeah, I watched Bill and Ted. That'll be my movie review. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ending. And the two daughters, they did a fantastic job. It really brought me back to 1989. And then in terms of TV shows, I am watching Umbrella Academy. The Boys is very good. I don't know if you got into The Boys Murphy. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. A, I've seen the first two episodes of this new season. That show's hardcore, man. Like, yeah, you got it. You got it. It's 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 goofy, gory. You know? Did you watch season of the boys? I'm sorry. Season one of oh, the boys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, and I liked it. I'm not in love with it. I like Umbrella Academy better, but this is very good. It's just like I said, it's so over the top. Like once you kind of get your brain around that, that it's just. It's going to do the most ridiculous things it can do just because. And you just got to, you know, enjoy this almost silliness of it at times. You know what I mean? It's just so freaking over the top. Yeah, I, it, it freaked me out. It's, it's like the anti-superhero. It, it's fantastic. Uh, Doom Patrol, I've been enjoying that one. The first two seasons of Doom Patrol. I like it. I thought it was very fun. I started watching that with my 14-year-old son the other night. And about five minutes into the first episode, it got a little too uh, raunchy. Raunchy. I, it's, I was it's like, weird. oh, no. I'm like, because he was like, hey, dad, let's watch a new DC show. And I'm like, okay, fine, because it's DC. Uh, nah, that's not a, yeah, no, that's like a PG-17 show. Yeah. I like it, dude. Murph, if you're able to watch it without people underage or whatever, dude, okay. it's pretty interesting. Okay, all right. And, and then because I need laughs in my life and I'm trying to get on a more positive tip, which I have been, I started watching 30 Rock. I enjoyed Tina Fey and they can't get away with some of that humor anymore on today's television that they got away with on 30 Rock, like in the 2000s, uh, 2010s. Like it was a fun watch. I watched all seven seasons. Right on. So I, re- I recommend 30 Rock for some laughs. And Tracy Morgan, I think that's his name, uh, the actor, the black African American actor, he's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you watch that show, you get pregnant. There you go. You're probably right. 
All right, Murph. Bring Derek. Tracy Morgan. Yeah, no, that was a porn star, wasn't it? No, Tracy Morgan. That's what he says in his stand-up act. He said, oh, I'm I getting everybody pregnant. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, Forgive Tracy me. Morgan, he's hilarious, man. My favorite, so my favorite role of his is in, uh, well, aside from his SNL stuff, which is genius, but uh, my favorite movie role of his is in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. When he does that little cameo with Jay where he plays the drug, him and Jay are drug dealers and they're sharing their union cards and talking about each other having health insurance and stuff. It's so funny. Oh, I love him. I love him. What you want to do? He has a TV show too. That's pretty good. I forgot the name of it. It's on like TBS. Pretty fun. Right on. All right. I don't know where we're going to end this. It's kind of a little, little weird outro, but hey, we had a fantastic show. We are honestly covered a lot of Raider content um and it was great to be back for season yeah. three murph i'm looking forward to a great football season of fun adventures and hopefully we'll be back every week guys i don't know again i'm emotional and all over the place half the time uh but expect more mondays with mike and murph this year that's all i can say you want to give a closing statement to the fans that are still watching be excellent to each other, party on dudes, and go to Murph's Fan Cave, M-U-R-F-S, on your favorite podcast feed, and please like and subscribe. Give us all the love there, and also YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave, and I promise you this, any support that you give us, we will turn it around, and we will donate all that support uh, that we based on your, your actions and the money that we're able to generate. I promise you we'll take all that money and give it away to Raider Charity, so help us, help them, and thank you in the meantime. Go Raiders! Let's kick the Panthers' ass on Sunday! Let's do it. So Raider Nation, put on your jerseys. Let's get ready for some fun. Let's get ready for some victories. And hey, thank you, Mikey. I'm sorry, I should have said that too. Thank you, brother. I love you. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank, thank you for for uh, for hopping in here. And regardless of how often we do this show, you know I love you. I always got your back. And I love this Mondays with Mikey and Murph show. Thank you so much. It's awesome. Put on your jerseys. Let's get to some Raider fun. I love you, Raider Nation. We honestly do. Thanks for being a part of all of our channels. Go out there, support your Raider video makers, all of them. Support charities. Do what you can to make this life better. Let's get on out of here and sing, sing the theme song. This has been Monday with Mikey and my boy Murph. We talk in movies, football, and NFL dirt. We had a review top show. We had a good time. That's all that matters. So thank you for being a part of Mondays with Mikey. I think we're out. It's taking a second. Forgive me. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to stop it. I'll tell you when we're out. We start with the uh, Indiana Jones quotes. Maybe Bill and Ted. It's your mom, dude. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... 
Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.